So I got to college last September, no, two Septembers ago, and uh, the first thing I did was read The Perks of Being a Wallflower on the Facebook group that, uh, you know, organized all the incoming freshmen. You know, I met a bunch of people through this uh, weird little Facebook group. And they talked about getting some kind of book club together because The Perks of Being a Wallflower movie was on its way to theaters in a few months. So everyone was going to get together, read the book, talk about the book, go see the movie, talk about the movie. It was a lot of fun. That never ended up happening, but nonetheless, I still read Perks of Being a Wallflower just because I'd heard so many great things about it, and I wasn't disappointed. That book was one of the coolest things I'd ever read. Well, not cool, but it was it was really meaningful, and I don't know if it was... Uh, helpful or detrimental that I didn't read it right when I was a freshman in high school when uh, when the kid Charlie was uh, writing. But I was still able to have that kind of experience where I uh, thought back to my freshman year of high school and think about all the stuff that happened and all the friends I met, and I was still able to relate to it. And I thought it was interesting that, uh, you know, I was a freshman in college, not a freshman in high school, but I could still, you know, enjoy the book. And I don't know if I would have enjoyed it more or related to it more if I was a freshman in high school when I had read it, but either way, it's one of the best things I've ever read. So then the movie came out, and I didn't see it for another bunch of months after that. The uh, roommate that loaned me the book ended up showing me the movie, too, because he had it on his Xbox somehow, and I thought that was really cool. But the movie was written and directed by the author of the book, which I think was awesome. You know, he knew exactly what to put on screen, how exactly to do it. And, you know, I've never seen—correct me if I'm wrong, I didn't do any research before this, but I'm pretty sure that this is the only thing that was, uh, you know, written and directed by the author of the original— book or original work and i think that's super cool he brought it to the screen in a way that you know i wouldn't have expected but there's something really cool about you know having the guy that wrote the book and knows these characters the best you know being the one in charge of bringing them on screen which i think is fantastic so the movie stars logan lerman as charlie and he's um very kind of uh, regular guy. He's just a kid that's trying to make his way through high school. And I've noticed a theme in all these movies. They're just regular kids. There's uh, nothing too distinctive about him. Well, there is, but we'll get to that later. Actually, I probably won't because it's a spoiler, but there's a bunch of really cool stuff that happens because you're able to project yourself onto him. He's not like, he's a regular dude, but he's not bland like in Twilight. They did the same thing for this. They, uh, you know, Kristen Stewart was very plain and bland and boring so that people can project themselves onto it. And, you know, this isn't plain, bland, plain, bland, boring. This is, you know, just a regular guy and there's nothing wrong with that. So Logan Lerman plays Charlie and, um, my friend pointed out that the letter-writing conceit of the original book was translated to the movie in a way that didn't really work. I disagree. I thought it was an interesting nod to the book, but you know, the book is entirely told with letters you know, to someone. You are this guy that Charlie is writing to, and you, know, you don't know too much about him or who you are, you being the you in the novel that he's writing, whatever. But in the movie, it's in there. You know, His narration is in the form of letters, even though we spend 100% of the movie with Charlie anyway. The narration probably could have just been straight narration, but I'm a fan of, you know, Charlie just sitting down writing these letters to someone that, you know, you don't really know who it is, but uh, all that matters is that you're reading these letters and that you're getting the full picture from, you know, what he's telling you. You have Emma Watson as Sam and Ezra Miller as Patrick, and uh, Sam and Patrick in the book are these two uh, seniors that 
are you know stepbrother and sister but they end up uh showing charlie this other side of life and what it means to be you know a high school kid and you know growing up being a real person and uh in the movie i think ezra miller is the best performance of the entire movie uh he is so so good he plays patrick in a way that's not flamboyantly annoying but also you know not plain and boring you know he is this really cool guy you want to hang out with him is uh like the main gist of it he's definitely one of those guys that you wish you had around in high school and i know emma watson got a lot of crap for her american accent in this but i think it's really really good uh i didn't see too many problems with it and i'm glad she was able to do this movie after the juggernaut that was harry potter and all of that you know she was able to do you know this cool little indie movie that uh you know it's weird that this being such a popular book and such a you know powerful important book uh came out in 99 this is still like a little indie production it was produced by uh, mr mudd the uh, guys behind juno and ghost world with uh, john malkovich on the board interestingly enough but um you know i thought it was awesome that they were able to if this was a large hollywood not hollywood but if this was a larger adaptation this probably wouldn't have been as good or powerful as it was and the book needs that. Like, the book needs someone behind this movie that's really powerful and, you know, good and being able to put the movie on screen in the best way possible that captures all of those really powerful moments in the book. Like, the bridge, uh, driving around and, you know, feeling infinite. You know, the first time that Charlie goes to see Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I think is, like, I thought it was interesting they actually had scenes in the theater for Rocky Horror in the movie. And that it played as big a part in it as uh, it does but you know i thought it was awesome i was able to show my brother clips of rocky horror picture show for the first time which i thought was really cool but you know i thought it was awesome that they were able to capture those powerful moments uh in the movie that probably wouldn't that probably would have been lost on you know a larger director a larger crew a different you know set of people behind the camera uh i'm sure a lot of the stuff that you know, really makes this movie this movie and what makes it so special and unique is just a lot of people wouldn't think to do that. Like the single long shot outside in the snow when uh, Charlie is tripping on acid for the first time. And, uh, you know, it's just a long shot, a really sweet moment between uh, Sam and Charlie. And it's not very romantic. You know, their relationship is strange and romantic at times, but, you know, it's... That moment could have been romantic in the wrong hands. I'm really glad it wasn't because, uh, you know, that's what their relationship was. And the best person to put their complicated relationship on the screen was Stephen Chbosky. Ch- Chbosky? I, how the hell you pronounce his name? I don't know. But uh, the author of the book. He was the best guy to put this on screen, and I'm amazed that he was able to do it. Uh, he had never directed before, I don't think. I think this is, like, his first, uh, like, large movie project. He probably did some, like, uh, music videos or TV show, something or other behind the scenes. But this is his first major project, especially, you know, after being an author for so long. And I'm really, really glad that, you know, he was able to do it. And someone decided to give him the money to do it, even though that he hadn't really done anything like this before. Um, so what else, you know? I think this movie's a fantastic, you know, primer for real life, really. Um, You got all these great scenes towards the end about, uh, you know, seeking help and, you know, moving on from past trauma and, you know, having all these horrible experiences you have to move on from and become a better person out of. And I know the uh, writer, director, author. Um, I listened to the commentary track to this multiple times. There's a bunch of different ones on the DVD, but, um, 
he talked a lot about how he wanted to you know tell kids you can get help it is okay there's tons of other uh kids out there that need help and you know you can all you know have this kind of community together and you know i he wanted to foster a kind of uh safe place with this movie well like the movie itself i guess you know it could be a safe place for people to you know watch enjoy you know laugh but then you know have something serious to talk about after and uh you know he i think he did a really great job of uh you know putting his message out there and making this kind of movie that isn't a message movie at all no it's not like um you know avatar where it's like the environment is uh off and there's all these horrible things that are gonna happen no this is a great story with an element of please, if you need help, go get help kind of thing at the end. And I thought it was fantastic. It's not a message movie. It's a movie with a message. And, you know, it works fantastically. This is one of my favorite, you know, movies, oddly enough. I mean, it's hard to say whether the movie is better than the book or worse than the book, but it's different. You know, there doesn't need to be this competition between the book and the movie because they're both different enough that you can enjoy each separately and individually apart from each other and i think it's really cool you know this is one of the few things that where if you see the movie you can go back and read the book and get a completely different maybe not completely different but you can get a different experience out of it because it's you know the framing device is different you feel like you're a different person reading it because he's writing these letters to you as opposed to like a normal narration kind of thing in the movie where you know all of that is uh you know, told to you in a different way than in the book. I know it's not like Game of Thrones. I can't bring myself to go back and read the books just because, you know, I've spent hours and hours watching the show already. And there was one point I tried and I ended up, uh, you know, after 20 minutes, I, you know, flipped the table and walked away. It was like, you know, I just spent 20 minutes reading five minutes of a show I already saw three years ago. No, I can't do this. Uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower, you can definitely go back and read the book and get something different and more interesting, I think, out of it. This is the 50th time I've sat in front of this microphone and spouted off random crap about movies uh, into the internet tubes and uh, posted it online, and I'm really glad that it's lasted this long. I'm really glad that I've been able to uh, you know, create something with this, and uh, you know, it's Friday, I have the weekend to think about this, but ADR is going to become something pretty different in the next few weeks, uh, only because of travel plans and only because of... Uh, know a few other things i'm gonna report back to you about this on monday have a good weekend and watch perks of being a wallflower